It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. A bit of a follow-up to something we talked about yesterday, how I was having trouble finding light peanut butter. Yep. We got a message from friend of the show, Taylor, who was listening to the old piss cast, and said, no, they're not light peanuts that we use for that. I told you. Well, we knew that. I, I hope no one actually believed I, yeah. I thought that like I, apparently, I think people <laughs> did actually so. um, I should say that Taylor is a sales rep for Kraft Heinz um, and said that there are like there are dozens of grocery vendors who are facing product shortages uh, and I said is that related to the pandemic is it a shipping issue and Taylor said their supply chain has been disrupted of course with COVID you know staff having to stay away from production facilities but said they've had issues such as securing things like lids for che- cheese whiz jars oh yeah right. cheese wheeze Taylor Taylor said, if you remember that segment from a few years ago, good memory. Um, so they also just ran a, a line cleaning on the peanut butter side a few weeks back. And then there was a salmonella recall from Jif a few months ago. So they've had increased demand due to that as well. Right. So all these factors that add up to not being able to find the product that you're looking for. Yeah, it's funny because packaging seems to be a big issue in all kinds of ways. Like every time you hear about a shortage of something, it's not even the product itself half the time. It's just packaging. Yeah, or I mean, ways to get the. We know. talked about friend of the show Carrie, who works in shipping, mm-hmm. and like the huge delays they're seeing with shipping containers and getting yeah. getting stuff processed. And um, I don't know if that's still the case, but it it all it all adds up, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Uh, on today's show, going to talk about a conspiracy regarding a very popular song from the '80s. You may have even heard of this conspiracy before. An etymology, a couple that you may have in your group of friends who make everyone uncomfortable. Doom is in the air. Feeling of doom. I'll explain that. Uh, accents that creep Shauna out. Talk about if we could interview anyone in the world who it would be. The car sales model might be changing, according to some something I heard recently. So we can talk about that. The goat of campfire food. My mom has moved on from Jordan Peterson, Elon Musk, and Bob Saget to someone else. Talk about who that is. First, your out of context clip of the show. I was very upset when I first heard, but now I'm very... I'm, I'm happy for her. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I had something interesting happen to me yesterday. Uh, I walked into the grocery store, and as I was about to walk in, there was this, this young guy out front, and he had this dog and a bike and a paper bag, and his paper bag had just ripped all over, and his stuff was all over the place, and you could see he was just like, oh, what do I do now? So he looks up at me as I walk, and he's like, could you just wait here for a minute with my dog as I run in and get a new a new bag? So I looked at him and I was like, oh, I mean, this guy obviously needs some help. So I was like, yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. his his dog wasn't on a leash at the time. So I was like, would, would you mind if you just put your dog on a leash so that then I can hold the leash for you instead? And he goes, dog doesn't like being on a leash. So if I do that, then it's going to get really angry with you. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> Bit of a choosing beggar here by the sounds of it. Like really awkward. <laughs> do you want okay. help or not? Yeah, that was it. Um, thing is, he kind of just then takes off into the store and here I am and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? Because I have this bike of his that is not locked up, a dog that is not on a leash <laughs> and a bag with all the stuff all over the place, including the six pack of coconut. And I'm supposed to be there looking over all this stuff like, oh my God. And the guy was gone for about 15 minutes. Why? So here I am just standing there sweating. Why? I don't know, Beckler. I don't understand. But I'm just 
absolutely sweating because there's this dog with every vehicle that passes and every person that I'm like, this dog's going to take off. Like, I have a dog that's not on a leash. Were you holding it by the collar? I, no, no. No, he oh, was, was like, just don't. Loose. It was just a loose dog. He was sitting beside me and luckily, believe it or not, he was very well behaved and he stayed beside me. Thank the good Lord because <laughs> I was just like, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah, if you got adventurous, that could have changed your situation pretty quick because then do you go after the dog? Do you take the bike? What do you do about the groceries on the ground? Yes, do you- right? What do you do? And I've actually seen an episode of that show just for laughs like this. And it begins this way, right? Where they're like, hey, ma'am, would you mind just holding this for me? And then the dog runs away. The bike gets stolen. Somebody steals all the groceries. And here I am left. And the guy's like, where's my stuff? Like, where's I, everything? I, I've, I've been robbed. Okay. This <laughs> robbed. robbed three separate times while you were in the store. I'm so sorry. <laughs> v and S in 20 minutes or less. Do you remember when I told you that my mom was really into Jordan Peterson? Yes. I mean, she's still really into Jordan Peterson. Uh, then she got really into Elon Musk. Yep, she switched. Yeah, she was consuming all the Elon Musk content that she could, mm-hmm. you know, to re- watching all of his interviews. Then it was Bob Saget after his death. Then she took a bit of a turn, and when Bob Saget died, she got really into Bob Saget for a while. Okay, that's strange. <laughs> Different than the first two. Yeah. Uh, well, those guys have all taken a back seat to her latest obsession. She was here on Who's the weekend. She was, ta- she was talking about who she's really into now. Michael Jordan. Oh. So she just got around to watching The Last Dance on Netflix. Okay. And keep in mind, my mom, not a big NBA fan. Nope. Wasn't back in in the Bulls' heyday either. Uh, and I guess now she's just totally cranked on Michael Jordan. You know, she's, so. she needs to get ahead of the curve. She's a little, she's lagging behind a little bit. Hey, well, she, like- was, she was kind of in the, in the right time frame with Jordan Peterson and... I suppose so, yeah. Elon Musk. The Bob Saget one was weird. Yep. This one is really because she's talking to us about him like like we also don't know who Michael Jordan is. Oh, I see. She's like, he was so good. Yeah. He was such a fierce competitor. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was a pretty good basketball player. Yep. <laughs> glad, pretty, you're, uh, glad you're catching up here, Mom. That's he was good. pretty celebrated. Yeah. My, my dad's just rolling his eyes. She's like, he's like, she's talking about Michael Jordan all the time at home now. Like, didn't like, one of I his jerseys just sell for like record breaking prices because he's one of the most famous, you know, in the. Hmm. Yeah. If you have followed sports in the last four or five decades. Have you heard of this Michael you know who, Jordan or. I was just learning about him. It's fascinating. <laughs> my dad's like, stuff. yeah, I was there for all the Bulls runs. <laughs> I remember him quite well. She's like, did you know that he. When played baseball for a bit, oh yeah, it was God. it was uh, depicted heavily in the movie Space Jam. Yes, his switch from basketball to baseball. Yeah, one of the big also stories about, about him that. for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the the Bulls. That was the team he was on. Yeah, was, yeah. he won a oh, string wow. of championships. Crazy, quite the did team. He? Quite the team. What sport did he play again? Or I got a good feeling about this Michael Jordan fellow. I think he's going places. Oh man! <laughs> Thanks, mom. BNS in twenty minutes or less. Have we talked about the goat of campfire foods yet, Beckler? We certainly haven't. Okay, because we were sitting around the fire this weekend and I was like, okay, this needs to be a discussion that we have because there are some very important foods. Campfire food, one of the best, if you ask me. Food cooked over a fresh fire in any way, really. Completely agree. Yeah. I, I don't even really like cooking that much, but I do if it's involved, if it involves like an open an open flame. Right, right. Yeah. So what would the best be? What would the goat be? My personal pick, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it could be considered the goat, but my my personal favorite is like a bush pie, like a bush pizza. Oh, yeah. With a, a pie iron. Yep. A couple slices of bread, some cheese, some pizza sauce, get her cooking. Yeah. 
That's my favorite. I don't think it gets any better than that. But I don't know if I'd say that's the goat, though. But that is definitely in the conversation as well. Uh, of course, you have to toss in the wieners. I think okay. hot dog would probably be the goat, wouldn't it? You think it? that would be the goat? Like think if you think of like a cartoonish camp like campfire in your mind. Mm-hmm. Think of like Boy Scouts you know, over around a campfire. What are they cooking? It's either marshmallows or hot dogs. I was gonna say, what about the marshmallow? Like really the marshmallow Yeah. If yeah. you count that, even though it's kind of a dessert. Yeah, I, I mean, I would. It, it's more readily available, right? The hot dogs do have to be refrigerated, whereas marshmallows, like, you don't go without marshmallows. There's going to be marshmallows at a fire. It would be the most oft-cooked mm-hmm. food over a campfire. I mean, I would. my personal favorite is, of course, a s'more. And I know that that's, that's the elevated version of a marshmallow, <laughs> but the s'more, you can't get better than a s'more. A perfectly cooked s'more over a fire. Like, come on. I get the odd video come up on my like TikTok feed where someone's cooking a pretty elaborate meal over a campfire, like yep. in a nice cast iron pan. And I'm just like, that looks tremendous. I know. I know. But what, yeah, if we're just going for simplicity. What about like beans, though? If we're going back to the OG days, like <laughs> beans over a fire, you know? I picture a hobo cooking beans over a burn barrel. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's, but that's the same thing. Got right? a like, lot of people through the Great Depression. It did. And so if we're going back to the, you know, w- would that be the, I guess not the goat per se, maybe the OG, but the not OG. the goat. Or is the OG like a... What about a freshly caught fish out of the river that you cook over a fire? I was going to say, or like a, a rabbit skewered on a rotisserie. Mm. Yeah. If we're May- going back way, Rab- way back. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't beat freshly caught fish over a fire either. Like that is one of the ultimates, right? I mean, they're all good options. I think it's, in this day and age, it's going to be tough to beat marshmallow. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you got a fire going and you're going to roast something, it's probably it's a, marshmallow, be a marshmallow. It's going to a marshmallow. And you can't really frig it up too bad. Like, if you light it on fire, it still tastes good. You like burnt marshmallows? I do. Yeah, golden brown over here. I know. Well, that's the preference. But even if they're burnt, I'm okay with that too. The crust on the outside, ooh, now I want one. Every group needs one person who's willing to take back to take down a few burnt marshmallows yep. because when the kids are cooking them, they're going to burn them. And then what do you do with it? And there's always one person who's like, I'll take it. Oh, me. I, I like burnt marshmallows. I'll take them so. all. It doesn't matter what way you do that marshmallow. I do not discriminate. I want them all. Put it in my schmutz. Yeah. VNS in 20 minutes or less. My dad was telling me that he was talking to a longtime car salesman who he knows. And this salesman feels that the entire business model for selling cars is about to change. Oh, interesting. Why? Uh, well, this is just one salesperson's opinion, but he has been in the industry for a long time. And I think he made some good points here because he said he, he thinks that the days of sealing a, seeing a dealership with a, an entire lot full of new cars is probably going to come to an end. Yeah. And he said that's just because of the huge cost involved with like carrying that much inventory. It makes sense. Because he said you need like, obviously like the deal, dealership has to buy those vehicles up front, right? They don't just get them from the manufacturer. Like they buy the vehicle and then they turn around and they sell it to you. Mm-hmm. They have to have the land to store all those vehicles. There's a lot of, there's a cost involved in like maintaining them and moving them around, keeping them clean, carrying insurance on them in the event of hail. And he says over the pandemic, people have just gotten used to the idea that like if you buy a vehicle, if you're going to buy a new vehicle, you have to order it and you have to wait a bit. Yeah. And even with the new EVs, right? Because you've had to order those for the most part anyway. So Yeah. There are, I don't haven't heard of anywhere you can just walk in and buy one. No. So, so I, yeah, you're right. People are getting used to that. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, with, with pre-owned vehicles, it's probably likely to stay the same for a bit because you do still need yeah. the physical vehicle there. But I mean, if you're talking about a vehicle with a really high sticker price, like think of a new truck. A new truck's like seventy, eighty thousand dollars or more. Like typically, 
that's not an impulse buy. Nope. Right? You probably know you're going to need a new truck. You, you you put your order in. You can get the features that you want. You can get the color that you want. You can get the exact vehicle that you want. And if you're paying that much, you probably want it to be damn near perfect. Yep. And if you have to wait, you know, I don't know what, what the wait time is at now, but if they catch up, like, say, six months or six weeks, two months, like, that's not really that long to wait for the perfect vehicle, is it? It's too bad because a part of the excitement is going on to a lot when you do need a new vehicle, right? Like, there's something about going and being able to peruse around all these different vehicles and just even take a look at the ones that maybe you can't afford, but there's <laughs> there's something about that, right? So it's it's funny if you walk into the dealership and there's nothing there except a Sears catalog, like the one you order your Christmas gifts on, and you're like, oh, it's kind of not as exciting. I know it? what you're saying, and there will still need to be vehicles, like demo vehicles, yeah. so that you can test drive it. You can't buy a vehicle without test driving it. Yes, yeah, just a lot less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I was thinking about the pre-owned side, too, and with the rise of companies like Canada Drives and Clutch, where they'll, like, deliver a car from basically anywhere in the country to you, yeah. a pre-owned vehicle, like, maybe that's going to change, too, down the road. Maybe the Maybe the days of, like car lots yeah are coming to an end it's tough to buy a used vehicle though when you can't drive it and for sure check out the mechanical and stuff it's a little different than new but it is yeah. different than new right because you expect a new vehicle to show up in perfect working order and everything yeah. you know if it's you're gonna like, work this is the vehicle i want and i found it in quebec and they'll ship it out to me and it gets here and it's like well this is actually a piece of crap now Although, what you know, even with Carfax, right, where you can really research and find out exactly what that vehicle's been through, maybe people will depend more on that too. Hmm. Rather you than still, having a test you drive. still need to drive it, though. You, you do. Still need to... I want to make sure it's not a lemon, okay? That's right. Crazy to buy a vehicle without test driving. That's I, crazy. I, I... The VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. If you could interview anyone in the world that is living right now, who would it be? Anyone living. Anyone living. I know, like, dead or alive, it's a little bit different, because then you can go real deep. Yeah, I was that's thinking, a damn tough question. I know it is. And I was thinking about this recently, because I was, I don't know, I was watching some show, and they were interviewing somebody, and like, oh, I've wanted to interview for you for a long time, and somebody who I didn't even know. And I was like, I wonder who would it be? Like, who would be the person that, if I got the chance to interview, I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. In this thought experiment, mm-hmm. the person doesn't have to answer your questions, right? See, this they is... Can, yeah. Because if they, if they have to answer truthfully, my answer would be different than if they're allowed exactly. to kind of like bob and weave and like... No. And I think the bobbing and weaving, let's say, yeah, we're, we're not going to be able to magically make it so that they can't tell a lie or something, right? right? So, yes, yeah, just somebody who you would ask some questions and then they could choose to answer or not. Okay, question. As you think about this, yeah. if they were forced to answer, what would you say? Who would you say? If it was somebody who you could find an answer to something that you really wanted... Well, it would be whoever in the U.S. government knows what's really happening. Yes. Like, yeah, okay. it, would be, it would be whoever... I was going to say, that would be the same for me, for sure. Knows but, about, like, aliens and stuff. That's what I thought about. <laughs> that's who I'd want to That would be the number to. one, for sure, I think. Just t- tell me what's really going on, yeah, okay? If they have to tell the truth. If they don't have to tell the truth, if it's just, a, like, a re- standard interview, mm-hmm. and you can try to get, you know, secrets out of them, yeah. I don't know. Who is, who is yours? It, well, it's tough, because it, it alters a little bit. First of all, we had the chance to interview Chris Hadfield... Already. Yes, I've met him a couple times. Well, I've met him once and then interviewed him once, and it was one of my favorites for sure. And it was. And so I was like, I would I would love to go back and interview him further or something. Or yeah. if I could go and sit down and see him person to person and have like dinner with him, like I, I would love to do that and just yeah. pick his brain further uh, because of perhaps how amazing he was when we interviewed him at first. But mm-hmm. there's just so much you could ask him. The other one is, you know, on the surface, I mean, somebody like Emma Stone. 
she just seems really genuine. And I was like, I would love to just. Is it because you look and Chat sound like her, her and then we wouldn't be able to tell who was speaking? Yeah, well, that would also be a Is fun that... game to play uh, for sure. But that's a very shallow answer. But yeah, no, just sometimes there's those people who, who seem really genuine, like The Rock yeah. would be another one that because he just seems genuine, I would like to interview. I think I'd probably pick like Obama. I know. And that was the other one I had is, but the Obamas. The I, Obamas? I'd love to interview Michelle Obama and... Obama together like together because both of them seem it's like I couldn't pick Michelle over but I I've seen her being interview, interviewed and she seems really genuine as well and has some really good insight on things so it's tough I'd be like I want both though. I like the idea of talking to someone who's been to the top like Obama but mm-hmm. like doesn't have as much to lose anymore yeah it might so like exactly. maybe even maybe even George W. Bush yeah some maybe of even Donald guarded. Trump now, but yeah. he's I mean he's gonna run again right so yeah um yeah, one of those, probably probably one of those three. Yeah, I or think. David Attenborough was the other. Just to hear him speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just David Attenborough, and he he would have some amazing stories, I think, too. All good answer. It's a tough question. Though. It is. It really is. I know. Because you have to think like how, how what questions would you ask, and what would you hope to get out of the interview? Well, right? and that's there's so many musicians you could toss, but you're like they, how many of them would just be like bl- blow you off almost? You know, not yeah. want to talk to you. Whereas like. Trump, there's a chance he might say something he wasn't supposed to. It's true. So, so, so that's exciting. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Okay, since you asked me that question, if I could interview anyone, who would it be? I've had a chance to think about it, and I would like to change my answer. Okay. Because I, you know, I mentioned former presidents who might reveal some secret or something. There's already so so many hours and hours of, of those guys speaking, and we kind of know how they feel about things, right? Yep. Like, Obama has a podcast now. Like, they've been interviewed how many times? Nobody needs to hear more of what Donald Trump thinks about the world. Like, we've, we've heard that. So I think I would change my answer to someone who you wouldn't otherwise have access to. Okay. And I think it might be someone like Kim Jong-un. Um. Because not anybody just gets to sit down and interview Kim Jong-un. It's true, but would he tell you anything? Well, I don't know. But it's, I guess it would be interesting to find out if he would. That's right. And I would. my first question would be, what the shit, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what's, your, what's your problem? Like, I was thinking about people there. like that, though, and there are certain people that I'd love to talk to, but are almost so far gone that I'm like, I don't even know if they'd say anything that would make sense. Like who? Uh, like, I was thinking even... Somebody like Michael Jackson, you know, I was like, if he was still alive, yeah, if he if he was still alive, when again, I know we're talking about people who are alive, but like those types of people who were so far from reality that I'm like, I wonder if he would even say anything that like would make sense, or if everything he said would you just be like, that's just weird, man. Like you're t- you're talking where you get to sit down for a while with them, like yeah, you get to spend an afternoon interviewing them and then take the highlights, type yeah. Thing. Yeah, I mean that would be an interesting one for sure because like the dude seemed like an alien. Yep. Right. Yeah, but I, I'm wondering if the same with Kim Jong Un. He's just been so sheltered his whole life. Like, it'd be crazy. Yeah. yeah. But it would be curious to see for sure. Like, what do you actually think? What What do you What are you doing? Yeah. Like, are you aware of how your people are suffering? Are you aware of the threat that you pose to the rest of the world? Yeah. What's your perspective on all this? What? My fear would be yeah, just wasting that opportunity though with somebody who was just like. None of that made sense. Cool. Yeah. Great. I also think it'd be, I mean, it'd be cool to talk to somebody who had like a completely different experience, like someone who from like an uncontacted tribe or something. Yes. Through the use of a translator, obviously, cool. but like, yeah. what is your life like? You know, what do you think of the world? What? Mm-hmm. 
just someone who's someone who you wouldn't otherwise be able to talk to. Yeah, that's a good use of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that's more interesting. Than my first answer, definitely. V and S in twenty minutes or less. I was watching the news yesterday, and there was this British kid that was being interviewed, and I don't know what it is about British children, but they just sound like little adults to me. <laughs> like when they talk, they sound somehow more mature, and it's just their accent. I'm sure there's something about it though that every time I hear them talk, I'm like, what? What's going on over there? Like Who's her? that tiny little grown-up? It's a tiny adult trapped in a <laughs> in a child's body. It's very weird. Listen, though, this this uh, little girl, she was just asked basically like how she feels about the Queen's passing, okay? And just listen to this. I was very upset when I first heard, but now I'm very... I'm, I'm happy for her because if she stayed any longer, she probably would, would suffer, wouldn't she? And also now she's with Prince Philip, and he's not lonely. Like, just... Listen to that answer, even. Like, I was just like, what? Who is this tiny adult Very strapped? Well spoken. Holy How old crap. was this girl? Uh, she was like, I don't know. I'm so awful with, <laughs> with ages, but eight, maybe? Okay. Seven or eight? Yeah. Maybe a little She's younger. She's quite than that. articulate, isn't she? So, so much so. And this is the weird thing about Harry Potter, too, is because all the little kids, when they were younger and they were talking, I'm always like, you. Something about that. You just you look, you're an adult trapped in a child, a, t- a tiny person's body here. What about that kid at the breakfast buffet at Lake Louise that one time? Oh, yes. Mommy. Mumsy. No. Mumsy. Mumsy. could I have a crumpet? An omelet. An omelet. omelet was what he wanted, right? Right, whatever. Mumsy. Yeah, yeah. Mumsy. Mums, yes. I have an omelet. Honestly. That's uh, one of the few accents that we can do without getting fired. It's true. We're allowed to make fun of that one. It's very true. Uh, <laughs> Many of them we cannot. Yeah, I so. know. And even saying this about it, like, I, it's not a bad thing. It's just, yeah, every time I see it, I'm just like, you're. You're, you're wise beyond your years, and you creep me out, okay? The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Just talking about how weird the sky is right now. It has yeah. been a bit weird since it got smoky on the weekend. Mm-hmm. On days like that, when it's you know it's smoky and the sun and the sky and the air are all kind of weird, I always get this feeling of doom. You know, do you know the feeling I'm talking about? Like, as in seasonal affective disorder, because it's like gloomy out? No, no, because it's not the same as a gloomy day. It feels like it... It, it it makes it feel like things are coming to an end. Mm, I see what you're saying. You know? Yeah. And I may have asked you this at some point in the past, but maybe your opinion has changed on the matter. Like, what is your feeling on where we're headed? I don't like to think about it. No? To be quite honest. Like, what's your prognosis for humanity? And I know that you and I aren't experts on, no. you know, climate or resource scarcity or geopolitics or anything like that. But, like, in your gut, where, where do you th- what do you think things are going to look like 50 years from now? It's tough because people who do research this type of thing don't have positive things to say. So not. No. when I hear and read that constantly, then it's it's a bit scary. It really is because, you know, people say there's a lot of things that we can do right now, action we can take now to help, but we're not doing any of those things. Like we're trying little by little with things like getting rid of plastic bags, but... Because the things that would need to be done are huge. Yeah. We're not doing those things. Yeah. So it is a bit concerning when you hear that stuff and you know that nothing's going to be done about it. So I don't know. I, I'm i not sure, to be honest. What about you? Like, do you I, don't, well, I don't know either. Do you think like do you think my kids are going to grow up in like a dystopian hellscape or like... No, I don't. No? It's not going to be a dystopian hellscape. Because some people sure make it sound like that. It's true. And then other people sort of downplay the, the challenges that we face. Mm-hmm. So I don't... I don't know either. Like... You Typically, know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an optimistic person. Me too. And I think that we're a very resilient species 
And there are just there are some some brilliant members of our species, absolutely, who I'm hopeful will come up with some solutions to some of these problems, as we have in the past. Yeah. And I think we're probably quite insulated living where we do. You know. Yes. There would be some parts of the world where I'd be a bit more concerned about the way things are going. Yep. But yeah, when you see the extreme weather that goes on, and and you see it, you know, happening with your own eyes as things are getting a little more one way or the other, whether it's more wildfires or more extreme weather events as a whole. Yeah, that's a, it is concerning. Or you hear about how like our population is marching towards 11 billion people, yep. 12 billion people. Totally. What's that going to look like? I what know. is that world going to look like? Yep. I'm reading a, I'm reading the wrong book for the, for the time right now. I think I told you about it. It's called World Without Us. And it's, an, it's right. a thought experiment on what yeah, the world would look like if humans vanished. Mm. And you know, I guess I didn't realize just the extent of the damage that we've done. You know, you hear about it, but when you really start getting down to it, things that like maybe aren't reversible. Yep. But like I said, I'm. I mean, we've we've solved problems in the past. Mm-hmm. We've solved big problems in the past, and we seem to to be able to do that quite well. So hopefully, we can but, do it again. Yeah, I think I'm going to choose to remain optimistic. But Me too. Something when the sky is like this. That's like, why I don't like huh. to think about it. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Do you know a couple who constantly bickers at one another? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had a few friends who have been in relationships like this, and a lot of the time they're the on-off couples too, where they're on and then they're off, and yeah. their, their relationship is just very very passionate. Um, but do you think it's possible to have a healthy relationship when you're constantly at one another's throats like that? Because like I, fighting in a relationship, I, that's different. It's right? going to happen. It's right? normal. It, people, everybody's going to fight at some point or another. However, the the constant. Bickering yeah. is a bit different, right? I know what you're talking about. I don't know anyone like that currently, thankfully, but right. I have in the past. Yeah. And it's a lot to be around. It is. Um, is mm-hmm. it possible to be in a healthy... I mean, far be it for me to say like what works and doesn't for yeah. people in their relationships, but I could tell you that I couldn't be in a relationship like that. No. Even when McKenna and I are kind of picking at each other, I don't like it. Yeah. Like, it's exhausting. Yeah, and it's totally. Like, we need to figure this out. And yes. Get back to just being friends again. Yes. <laughs> that's how I feel it's about lot, it. And it's worse for the people around too and that's because the issue. It's like now I'm involved in this. Mm-hmm. You've you've given me a glimpse into something that I didn't want to see. Over the weekend there was a couple that was like this and <laughs> it made it really awkward for everybody around. At certain points we were all like, What do we do? You know, kind of side eyeing each other and it's like do you, at certain points, people were just like, should we, let's maybe move on from this topic, you know, because they just wanted to keep going and it just makes it really tough for people around. But it gets to the point where I've had couples uh, that are friends in the past like this and you don't want to invite them out because you know that it's going to get to that or you're afraid it will. Yeah. And then it, again, it makes it awkward for everybody. So I don't know how you necessarily deal with that either. Like, can you, can you sit them down and if they are going to continue that way and Maybe they're both friends with everybody separately. It's like you say, can, can you leave this for when you're back home or? Yeah. You know, if you've got something that you maybe write it down and then you can discuss this when we're not around. Y'all, y'all need to work through some things. Yeah, you've got some things to work on, but can you say that or? I don't know. It'd be an awkward conversation uh, to have too, but I mean, the alternative is that it just continues to be awkward for everyone yeah. around, but. It's tough. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know, man. I don't think that's any way to live. I know. And I always see that, and I'm like, I don't want to say that this isn't looking good for the two of you either, but yeah, I feel like you need to work some things out. Yeah, it's got to be a very uncomfortable house to be in. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. even like, you know, couples that eventually do break, do split up, whether they get divorced or whatever, you know, if, if, 
if that doesn't go on anymore, then isn't everyone better for it? Yeah. You know, because that's it's a stressful environment to be in. Like for me, I'd be like, maybe we should look for somebody who you don't want to constantly bicker. <laughs> you know, you don't want to poke that bear all the time. B and S in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. So Shay was asking me if we talked about the word toilet before and the etymology of that. And I was like, I don't think we have. Don't believe we have, no. So I looked into it for him. So it, toilet comes from the French word toilette, of course, which just means cloth. That's it. So that word originally referred to a cloth that was used to wrap your clothes. And then from there, it changed to mean a cloth used for a table by a mirror where you dressed or you got ready, essentially. From there, it was used to mean the cloth you put around your shoulders as you shaved. Similar to a salon, salon kind of does that with a cloth or a towel now. Puts mm-hmm. it on your shoulders when you get your hair cut. Uh, so from there, it was used to mean a cloth to wash yourself in the room with washing facilities. As things modernized and there were actually these washing facilities... This is the toilet meant the cloth used to wash yourself in that room. So all just different kinds of cloths. Yes. And it's totally, it's slowly progressing and you can see how we're getting to toilet because it's in the room with the washing facilities, yeah. which we, uh, a lot of places call the toilet still. That's where the word lavatory comes from as well, because lav in French just means wash. So uh, lavatory and like That's where we get the washroom from same thing it's like bottles of perfume that are eau du toilette mm-hmm. it's like water of the cloth is that what it that means yeah yeah which is also strange but i don't know if it's because you used to dab the cloth with that first i don't know but yeah many places when you think about it they just they still call it the toilet to this day like you ask for the toilet where is the toilet in fact if you go to europe and you say like the washroom they get confused they're like what or the bathroom, even more confusing to mm-hmm. places outside of here. So, yes, that's where the toilet. But then eventually toilet just came to mean the actual flushing device inside the room. Well, that word has changed a lot. It hasn't totally it? has. Wow. Yeah. But you kind of see it's almost like a game of telephone where yeah. it's generically first it was a cloth. Well, then it's the cloth that means this. And then it's the cloth that means, well, the cloth in the washing facilities and then just the facilities itself and then the actual device in the facilities. So I like how in. In a fancy ensuite bathroom, like where the toilet is in a separate room in the ensuite. Yeah. Um, it's called the water closet. Yes. I like that one. And that's an old, you- old term. That's from back in the 1700s. That was the water closet. Really? So, mm-hmm. Where you go to make water? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's very strange. But there you go. That has changed a ton. Wow. It's been, it's a long progress. Yeah. Etymology with Shauna. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Beckler along with Shauna. Friend of the show, Fred, sent us a conspiracy theory that I had never heard of. And I guess there was a podcast series that came out a couple years ago that did an in-depth dive into this this theory, this rumor, that the song Wind of Change by Scorpions, I don't know if you're familiar, familiar with it, but this is it's this song here. I'm familiar with it. No. But it is one of the biggest selling singles of all time. And it was released in 1991. Uh, the Scorpions are, were from Germany, and this yeah. was just after the Berlin Wall came down. Um, but there is this claim 
that the CIA was involved in the writing of that song. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. Because it made its way into Russia. It was a huge hit in Russia, too. Just as, you know, you know, communism was coming to an end, mm-hmm. Soviet Union was collapsing, and here's this massive song to kind of, like, stir hearts and minds and push it along. Interesting. And, I mean, the band has denied this, uh, and I haven't had a chance to listen to the whole podcast series to see how, how deep into it they go. But, this, I mean, the CIA has used, like has used Western media as, as, as propaganda in the past. It has. Like there is, you know, there's record of them sending American artists into certain countries, you know, to introduce people who are formerly under communist rule to American American media, American music and stuff. Um, so it's not unheard of. No. But it would be pretty wild. And one of the people who was quoted on this podcast, I guess, I guess said, who, who was involved in the CIA, said they wouldn't be surprised if it was still happening in some form. So that makes you wonder, like, what media that we consume today does the government have a hand in oh that's spooky you know whether it's i mean whether it's this song or not but Mm -hmm. out of the major artists today is there anybody who is being propped up by the cia for political purposes you know you like what is in the messaging of the song though that would be worth it enough to do that just about how like the the world is changing and we could be brothers again and mm, like it's okay yeah it's. I mean, the Make message of the song war. is very good. Yeah, mm. but mm. I don't know if that would actually change people's opinions enough to maybe again uh, be worth it. But you never know. If you're in a country that hasn't been exposed to much Western music like I that, then so. yeah, I mean, It'd be revolutionary. It could be powerful, can't it? Yeah, It'd be very powerful. Mm. So I mean, we don't have a lot to go by on this. It is just kind of a rumor, and I think even the the guy who made this podcast, his investigation didn't come to any sort of conclusion. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting journey. So I don't know if we can give it a rating um, yeah. on the plausibility scale. Shauna, how many uh, Walt Disney heads in a jar out of ten do you give it? I'll give you know what I'll give it fourteen or fifteen Walt Disney heads in a jar out yeah. of ten. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You've been listening to the Beyond S in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.